Welcome in listeners to another fantastic episode of Whisper in the Wings from Stage Whisper. We are continuing to be international as we head north of the U.S. border to the wonderful country of Canada, where we are joined by the playwright and producer Brian Langlotz, who has written a series show, the first in the series called Letters, and the second in the series, which is premiering soon, called Letters War Within. And this show is part of a series of remembrance that kind of falls in line with Veterans Day, both in the U.S. and Canada. The part one letters will be playing November 3rd through 5th at the Aspired Theater in Gimli, Manitoba. And the newest part of the series, Letters War Within, will be debuting live on stage November 10th through 12th, also at the Aspire Theater in Gimli, Manitoba. This will be followed by a radio broadcast November 10th through 11th. And where that's going to be broadcast, you'll have to stay tuned for. We'll know more soon. But I think now is the perfect time to bring on our playwright producer, Brian Langlotz. Welcome to Whisper in the Wings from Stage Whisper. Thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, it's my pleasure. I am so excited to hear about the show. We discovered you on, on Instagram, and the more we, we delve into it, the more we talked. This sounds like a phenomenal show. Would you mind telling our listeners a bit about this? So Letters, the first in the series, was inspired by my Uncle Richard. We called him Uncle Dick, who had fought through Italy during World War II. And so that's what inspired the first script. And it's his journey through Italy that the story is telling as he fought through World War II. And now this new part in the series that you've got, Letters, War Within, is that continuing more of the letters that you got from your uncle? Yes, it's the... The part two is talks about the PTSD that he had, as well as how it affected not only him, but his family and his other loved ones. That's incredible. So how did you come up with the idea of the show? So I've always been really into our military history. And my grandfather, who had fought in Korea, we really, I was, I was really close with him and we, I did a lot of the the military stuff with him, like like his when he would go and there'd be services for Remembrance Day and that kind of stuff. Candle lighting for fallen soldiers, I would do that kind of stuff with him. And one day I got a letter from my uncle Dick through my parents and talking about when he what it was like returning to Italy after the war for the I think it was the twenty fifth anniversary and how he met the Pope and and all the stuff that he did when he came back. And then that got me really curious as to what my other relatives did. And then later on, I got a, a rubles bill from Russia that was belonged to my Uncle Newton. And on it, he wrote the ship he was on, the date, and where he was. And it was a tradition that if you survived a mission, that you would write on a bill where you were and, the, and everything to show that you survived. And so I was able to get that bill. And I was able to to find out everything about the ship just from getting that bill. I was able to figure find out every mission it was on, all the people that were was on the ship with them. I found a photo of him on the ship, and then that really got me into oh, what else can I find out? And then I volunteer for a theater festival here in Winnipeg, 
And one of the shows that I saw there was called Jake's Gift. And it was about a soldier returning to Normandy for the 60th anniversary. And it, it just, it hit me hard with, with the, the subject matter. And it, it inspired me to write something about my own family. And as I was writing it, I was like, you know, it's, it's hard to find these stories. And like soldiers don't really like talking about the stories. And I wanted to make sure this was a story that wasn't forgotten, that we could pass down my, with my family from generation to generation. And I found this was a way to keep it, keep it alive and his memory alive and make sure that we don't forget the past. Absolutely. With it being such a personal story to be told, what has it been like developing these two parts in the series? Definitely emotional. I've had the opportunity to talk to my Uncle Dick's daughter, my cousin Gloria. And I she she told me what it was like with her dad after the war and how he didn't like to talk about it and how he would he would brush it off and say, Oh, we're just talking about men running around a fire or just walking for miles and miles and how it really affected their marriage. Like his uh, Uncle Dick and his wife's marriage, and with the time apart and the PTSD, and it was it was quite emotional. And then I I have other relatives that fought. One fought in Yugoslavia back in '95, and I like just being able to to hear their stories was really really emotional. And being able to to, to capture it, one of my relatives sent a letter to my aunt Myrtle saying that he wasn't sure if this other relative of ours was alive because he was a prisoner of war and they had presumed him dead. And that was in one of the letters. And I, and he ended up surviving being a prisoner of war, but he never talked about it. He, he, he just couldn't. And I feel like that's a common theme, especially with that generation of soldiers. They're just things that, that they didn't want to talk about. They just kept buried in. That wasn't something mm-hmm. we discussed, you know? Now, how long have you been working on this production? So I started writing letters in 2013, and I finished writing it in 2018. And then I produced it for the first time in 2018 as a radio play. And then in 2019, I produced it for the first time as a stage play. And then in 2020, during the pandemic, I wrote the second version, or that not second version, but the, the second play. And then that one I produced last year as the radio play. And we're just finishing the final touches this year. And now they're going to be produced, you know, back to back, which is wonderful. Yeah. So what is the message or thought that you're hoping the audience will take away from these shows? Well, one of my big goals is that I can reach multiple generations with the show and that I can get people talking. I know it's not the most comfortable subject to talk about when it comes to war and PTSD, but I feel like it's something that should be talked about. It's such a pariah that and people think that they're weak just because they have a mental health issue like PTSD. So I want, want it to be more normalized so we can talk about this. I want soldiers to be able to heal from their injuries and be able to to let go and be able to maybe let go isn't the right word but to heal and to be able to to accept what happened and and move forward from it and not have not be affected as much anymore by what happened and I don't want the history lost so I want 
I want like the young people to be asking the old people, what was it like? Or even like old people asking old people or just, I don't want that history lost because it's so important because these soldiers fought for a reason. And there's barely anyone left for World War One, World War Two, if any. Well, probably no one from World War One, but there's barely anyone from World War Two, and we're losing that history every day. And I don't want that history lost because it's not only our country's history, but it's family's history that's being lost. Absolutely, and these were two. I mean, landmark events in our global history. We've not Knockwood had a World War since. And there's a reason why the entire world was involved. You know, mm -hmm. we have to remember what the issues at heart were. We can't leave it. We can't let it go to the wayside. So I love that you're wanting the younger generation to understand that. And I love that you're also like, like you've said, bringing the issues that followed from the war to the forefront. The war does not end off where it's being fought. It follows everyone home. There's still residual. Exactly afterwards so that's really fantastic i want to ask finally on this first part of the interview who do you hope have access to these shows i would love schools to have access any school that wants to produce it for remembrance day all they have to do is shoot me an email contact me through the website and i'd gladly send them a copy of the script so that they could perform it i would love for veterans to see it i would love for as many people to see it as possible Years now, on our show, we not only talk about productions themselves, but we also talk about our own experience in the theater. So I want to give our listeners a chance to get to know you a little bit more. So I want to kick things off by asking you what shows, playwrights, or composers in the past have inspired you. For sure, the, the play that has inspired me the most was Jake's Gift. What inspired me for theater in general would probably be when I saw Anne Frank, the Diary of Anne Frank, live on stage at the Royal Mountaineer Theatre Centre. I performed a little bit throughout school, and I really enjoyed it, but I didn't really realize the impact theatre could have until I watched the Diary of Anne Frank and the emotion that it, it gave me. And when I realized that that kind of emotion you can get on stage, I, I was hooked. Absolutely. That is the power of theatre. Have you seen any great theater lately that you might be able to recommend to our listeners? Yeah, there's a group called James and Jamesy, and they do a kind of a, I don't want to say it's improv, but it's, I guess the best way I could say it, it's a mix of improv and sketch show that involves the audience. So they'll, they'll call people up from the, <clears throat> from the audience to join the show at random points and, and they're just phenomenal and they can do they, it's just they've done i think i've seen five or six of their shows and and they're just phenomenal everyone just oh so good and is this in winnipeg uh, they they've traveled all over they've been have they been to new york i don't know if they've been to new york but they have been to a few places in the states all over canada they i think they originated in vancouver 
and then one moved to Winnipeg and the other stayed in Vancouver. This sounds fantastic. What is your favorite part about working in the theater? My favorite part about working in theater has to be the audience reaction. I love, like, a lot of the times that I've been in theater, I've been backstage or I've been in the tech booth as a stage manager or the, the lighting guy or whatever. But being able to hear the audience laugh, gasp, to, to see the impact that the show has on the audience, that's my favorite part. I, as an actor, I love being able to not be myself and be a completely different character on stage. So no matter what's going on in my life at the time, I'm on stage, I'm someone completely new, and it just takes me out of that that moment, and I'm in a new moment, new person, and I just I just love it. Well, now I'd like to ask my favorite question I ask guests, which is, what is your favorite theater memory? That's a tough one. I would have to say there are a couple. I would say definitely the most recent favorite memory was on the opening night of Letters, when uh, at the very first stage performance, after the show, an elderly man and his, I, I, I think it was his, his granddaughter or his daughter, came up to me after the show, and he was in tears. And he said, this is exactly what my brother went through. This, like, thank you for producing this. And then I started crying, and it was this whole thing. And just that is why I made it, was so that, I can connect with people that they can feel safe to share their stories and that they're not forgotten and that they know that they're not forgotten. Like he knew that his brother wasn't forgotten because that story is what his brother went through. So he knows that his brother did not die in vain because the story of what he went through is continuing on with the new generation. And it's that, that is exactly what I designed my play for. Another favorite memory was when I met the author of Jake's Gift, whom I'm friends with now. She had done a show at the Fringe, and in order to get a ticket, you had to be in line at least two hours before the show to guarantee yourself a ticket. She had sold out every show of her entire run, and I think she did that two or three years in a row. Wow. And I, I saw the show, and it was the dumbest thing I ever did because I had a volunteer shift right after and I come out and I can't even talk. I'm crying so badly. And I immediately went to the to the fringe office and I'm like, I know you're not supposed to give out people's information, but would I be able to get her some whatever kind of contact information you can get me so I could tell her in person how great her show was? Because at the time I was very shy. And I I didn't know that you're allowed to actually go and talk to the the actors after the show. It was my first year volunteering. And so I sent her an email and I said, like, I, how much I enjoyed the show and how it inspired me to start writing. And I, I asked her, you know, I know people will probably ask you this all the time, but is there any chance I can get a copy of the script? It's just so inspiring. And I want to keep that beside me when I'm writing as an inspiration so I don't give up. And she said, yeah, I'll print you off a copy and I'll give it to you. I'm doing a thing at the warehouse. So if you come see my show, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a script. So I went to see her show and she remembered me and she gave me the script and it was all signs and everything. And we, we talked for a good 20, 30 minutes and then we, we became friends and then she performed up in uh, Moose Jaw and I was her, I worked the door for her and we, we, uh, we just 
we've been friends ever since. That is amazing. Oh my gosh. I, and I love that you have an autographed script. That's incredible. Oh, and that's going to be you now. Now people are going to do your work and you're going to be right. You're going to be signing new playwright scripts. So that's incredible. Are there any other projects or productions that you have coming on the pipeline that we might be able to plug for you? None that I can talk about. I'm collabing with an author who asked me to turn his script into, or sorry, turn his book into a script. And so once I'm allowed to release that information, I will release it. There's letters. Oh, my friend Jordan is doing The Tempest at the Winnipeg Fringe Festival. So that's one I would like to shout out for him. He's He's been my, he's been part of Letters from the beginning. He was the lead in the, in the very first Letters, and he's the lead in War Within, and he's the director as well. Oh, that's amazing. If our listeners want to get more information about Letters or about Letters War Within, or they'd like to get more information about you or contact you, what is the best way to do that? They could email me at brianlanglots at hotmail.com, or they could email a contact at parachutingcamelproductions.com, or just go to the website and hit contact us. I always respond right away. I'm on Facebook. You could, they could always send me a Facebook message, Instagram message. Brian, this is some incredible work, and I I tip my hat to you for what's motivating you, what your reasons are behind doing it, what you're hoping to do with this great series of works, just everything about it. This is really some powerful work. So thank you so much for bringing that into the world and continuing to create this incredible theater. And thank you for taking the time to speak with us today here at Stage Whisper. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. I really enjoyed it. My guest today has been the playwright and producer, Brian Langlot, who has a series show. The first part is Letters, and the second part, which is debuting later this year, Letters War Within. Both shows are being performed live at the Aspire Theater in Gimli, Manitoba. The first part, Letters, will be playing November 3rd through 5th, and the new part, Letters War Within, will be debuting November 10th through 12th. Both parts will then be heard on the radio November 10th and 11th, and the station will be announced later on this year, so please be sure to stay tuned for that. This is all being part of a season of remembrance, as this is falling near Veterans Day here in the U.S. and Remembrance Day up in Canada. So this is a wonderful event, a really wonderful show that's bringing in a conversation, something that really should have been talked about back when, and it's important that it's talked about now as well. So make sure that you check out the show. You can get tickets and more information by visiting parachutingcamelproductions.com. We'll also have all the contact information for the show as well as for Brian available on our episode description and on our social media. So until next time, I'm Andrew Cortez reminding you to turn off your cell phones, unwrap your candies, and keep talking about the theater. In a stage whisper. Thank you. Once sang the praises
If you like what you hear, please leave a five-star review, like, and subscribe. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at Stage Whisper Pod. And feel free to reach out to us with your comments and personal stories at stagewhisperpod at gmail.com. Our theme song is Maniac by Jazzar. Other music on this episode provided by Jazzar and Billy Murray. You can also become a patron of our show by logging on to patreon.com slash stagewhisperpod. There you will find all the information about our backstage pass as well as our tip jar. Thank you so much for your generosity. We could not do this show without you.